there are lads and ladies, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast with your hosts, JP and Ron. Back in the net, lads. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, something, something, something. I'm feeling good, I believe, is the way the song goes. We are back. The Premier League season is over, but we are still here. We promised you some bonus content, and here it is, as we try and uh, mould the future of the Football Pundit Imposter podcast to what it is going to be, moving into the 2022-23 season. Uh, my name is Rob, I'm your host on this journey through the madness of English football, uh, but I'm not alone, of course. The Burnley Zidane. Do we still call you the Burnley Zidane? Is that okay? They're not technically a Premier League club. Is it too soon for me to be saying that, John? I I don't think the Burnley Zidane has anything to do with the Premier League. No. And I'm not really sure this is a new dawn or a new day. It's just the same two idiots chatting and pretending they know what they're talking about. Absolutely fair it is. Um, But of course, you say two lads chatting, uh, one lad not really knowing what the other one's saying because his wife put his earphones through the washing machine. So you sound like a Dalek. There you go. A bit C3PO this week. (laughs) Very good. Uh, We've got some, we've obviously, we've not got a game week to round up, JP, of course. We We haven't. Sorry, I forgot to introduce you as the witness for Borsky. That's fine. That's fine. My hair's hair's getting quite long and wavy. It is. It's nearly there. The choppy Bob. It's nearly the ch- there. The choppy Bob. Um, uh, so, but no, no, no game week to dissect, my friend. But we have got uh, some stuff to talk about, haven't we? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. This could be a nice long conversation, or it could be really short. <laughs> let's let's see how long we can drag out what we can see on Sky Sports News. Eh? Well, I've still not actually recovered after the old uh, Premier League eleven that Mark Crawford did last week. I'm still really oh. from that. I mean, relegation's not really worried me too much, but I've had sleepless nights around uh, what Brandon Austin's career is going to be. <laughs> we get a bit of cold sweat. <laughs> um, yes, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, never again, Mark Crawford, never again. Uh, I mean, we're going to we'll vet our... you before you come on again. We will, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll just check the Premier League eleven. Um, look, we've got loads to talk about though. There's 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 been things happening in the world of football. Of course, the Champions League final yeah. um, was this week. Uh, we've also had Chelsea. The takeover is complete. And there's some transfer news going on, some early movers, shakers. Uh, some fans maybe have a little bit of something to be concerned about, or a bit of a natter about that. Um, we're going to round up some of our favourite, I guess, people from the Premier League season. It's the wrong way of saying it. We'll do a team of the season. Um, we'll talk about some of our favourite moments, some standout people, some flops, just dissect things in a little bit of a review kind of format. Yeah, um, it should be I, I almost feel like I should have introduced the show. It feels like we've had a bit of a, a role change here. Well, yeah, I mean, I felt like I was setting you up to do what I just did, mate, and then you didn't. So I know um, I'm just full of snipey bickering comments. This, this yeah, week. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, is that what it is now that you're a championship fan? This is, is it. it just yeah. make you bitter. Yeah, I'm already already bitter as fuck. At least I don't have to put with VAR though in the championship. This is this is true. About. This is true. How are you going to do VAR? Is shit. It's just going to be. It's well, going to be back. I, I it's going to be tradition to do. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a little bit. It's going to be back to the linesman is shit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good. Right, let's have a little bit of a chat about. Should we start by having a little chat about the Champions League final? Yeah, let's let's head over there. Let's head over to Paris. <laughs> 
What's your what's your best Camilla Cabello impression? Can you can you sing us a song? Mate, did you see Camilla Cabello kick it off on Twitter because they were singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" while she was yeah, playing? That, yeah, that was fantastic. Nobody I mean, paid for tickets to come and see you, you divvy. <laughs> If, if, that'd be funny if a bunch of football fans rocked up at her concert and started bashing out some football songs i'd see where she was coming from you're at the yeah. champions league final you moron oh, anyway. the only person that was happy to see was gary Ludwin's daughter by the sound of things <laughs> yeah who thought she was shakira no that was me um, <laughs> no that was us that was, that, us. Was, that was us that's that's a private group chat joke that nobody will get but i think everyone listens this is in the group chat so that's fine yeah. um yeah, uh, Real Madrid, Halle Madrid, champions again. Well deserving, if you ask me. Uh, I, I think, yeah, it was a pretty entertaining game. Mm, I think I they rolled the luck at times, but they never really looked massively under threat. Mm. Fair enough, Courtois, the wall, he made three or four absolutely blinding saves. Was but was that? need that little bit of luck. What was that? that? That was, for me, that was one of the... I know you say he made three or four really good saves. I'd go as far as say I think that was probably one of the best goalkeeper performances I've seen in my life. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought it was incredible. I, 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 and and you know what? He, there was a little bit of passion in him, and I liked it. You know. Did you did, see his uh, interview after yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah. You know, you all think I'm shit is what he was basically saying. You think I'm yeah, shit? Yeah, basically. And all I you lot in England think I'm shit. Have that. He basically just stuck his big middle finger up. Yeah, what <laughs> I've just done. That save from Salah at the end, that's in the top five oh, saves that yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely incredible. Like, no right to save it. Absolutely brilliant. And I thought it I mean, was... To eight. get to it was really good, but to tip it over as well was mm. just with his, with his forearm, like, just yeah. flicked a forearm at it. It was amazing. Um, no, I thought it was amazing, but I don't think it was alone in being amazing. I think my summary of the game is that I was a little bit disappointed in the pundits from a British perspective who... And I get it, Gerard was there. And you almost felt like, you know, Michael Owen's always trying to suck up to Liverpool because he betrayed them so many times. Um, and Rio Ferdinand just doesn't want to sound like he's being a bitter mank, does he? So I think the only um, one who was pretty pretty on point was Steve McManaman. And I think he's a really good pundit anyway. I like so, Macca. He, he's, yeah. got, he's got a foot in both camps, I guess, hasn't he? But yeah. he, he was pretty well-rounded. I'll, I'll give yeah. him his dues. But the rest of them, I agree with you. They were, they were so... I mean, they're going to be, aren't they? They're going to be biased to the British club. Yeah, of course. But I think... I thought it was incredibly disrespectful to Madrid to say that they, I mean, I know we said they rode the luck and they did at times, but to say that, you know, they stole the win and that, um, you know, they got lucky and Liverpool, you know, should have blown them away and it was Liverpool wasting chances. It wasn't. Let me tell you my shortened, abridged summary of what happened. Teams fuck up against Liverpool because you can play one of two, let's agree, you can play one of two ways in football nowadays can't you you either you push high or you play a low block they're the two kind of styles main styles if you push high against liverpool they will get in behind you right if you try and press the presses then exactly you you don't exactly exactly so if you if you step up too high salamane they'll get in behind you and, and 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 they'll cause havoc and you will concede and you'll get absolutely wanked on the other thing that you can do is that you play the low block. So you sit two two banks of four and, and, and you and you sit deeper and you invite the pressure. The problem you've got then is because they are the best pressing team in, in the world, and I'll put them ahead of City in terms of how they approach the press. Because they're just it's just energy, isn't it? Just pure energy. You you can't get out 
you can't get out from your, your own third. So you, you're trying constantly. If you try and play out, you're either hoofballing it and it starts again. Or you try and pass out and they will press and they will force an error. And that will then mean that they'll go on and score. So you just, a lot of the time, you just, managers, I don't think, know what to do. And they don't know how to play against Liverpool because it's like, I could, it, either way, we're going to get scored against. What Ancelotti did, which was brilliant, and it's not just Ancelotti, the players he's got accommodated it. And it's, I've never known, and I obviously don't watch Madrid week in, week out was they were happy to sit deep. They were happy to absorb pressure. They didn't allow space in behind, but he had confidence in the quality of his players to beat the press. And they did time and time again. Liverpool, when they were recycling play, they weren't long-balling it. It was Modric. It was... um, uh, it Cruz. was it was Casemiro, it was Cruz, it was Val Valverde. Just did he gave Robertson a torrid time. It, it, there was an outball, Vinny on the other yeah. side. There was an outball. I think that's the key. I, I think having uh, those two outlets with mm. Vinny and Valverde, and then knowing that the ball's going to stick when it goes into Benzema, it's yeah. un- unreal. Yeah. And, and like you say, you know the the way that they broke, that is a perfect way to play against Liverpool. Yeah. You, you, Brian you just, did it earlier on in the season. And they, yeah. they managed to get a draw. And it was almost like a, a higher quality version of Brian. It was. It was. You've just got to... If you've got players who can knock it about on the floor and, and are confident in one touch, confined space passing, which, let's, let's face it, Luka Modric is the master at. Yeah. Um, then then if you can beat their press, then they, they play such a high line, Liverpool, that there will be space in behind. Um, and I just and, and I just thought they did it did it brilliantly. And the other thing with Madrid, not not to keep you know playing up Madrid too much, was they've got players that I know they've got an aging team, and you know you've got Marcello who's won forty five thousand Champions Leagues now, but they've got young lads in there that look like the, like Valverde's a player. Um, Militao's a player. Um, Camavinga coming off the bench is a but. If they get Shunameni, that midfield three is going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, the, and the blood in them at the right time as well. I think that, that's mm. important. They, you know, people like uh, Marcelo who are coming to to the end and they're not not going to be there. You know, they, they've they've been there long enough to pass on their their experience and and, it, and it's like know. they wait for the perfect like Mendy yeah. now. Like Marcelo's not getting in a game ahead of Mendy, is he? Well, he's, but, he's going in by, by the time of the uh, Apparently, so I think they're keeping Modric for a year, but um, a lot. Of what what one last thing to mention on on Madrid that I thought was hilarious was did you see the the fact that um, Chelsea got a fifteen million pound windfall um, for Eden Hazard winning the Champions League despite the fact that Eden Hazard played eighty three minutes of Champions League football <laughs> in the entire season. Yeah, the, the, yeah. There's been so many memes going around about him with his Champions League medal. Um, oh. that, that guy that takes the credit when he's done nothing on the project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is it is pristine, sparkly white kit. Absolutely. Um, not quite. Um, but yeah, as far as Liverpool though, they they were they were disappointing. I, I know we said that you know that, that Madrid rode the luck a little bit, but they weren't the usual selves. And part of that was due to the way that Real pressed, uh, played and, and played on the counter. But they didn't have the normal pressing game on. And I don't know, Salah after him saying a few things about revenge, I think that came back to bite him a little bit. And, yeah. and that's been mentioned in a few interviews as well. So I think uh, Danny Carvajal came out and said pretty much that. Oh yeah, yeah, he talked a lot about revenge and literally did nothing. Yep, yep. 
I think um, I, it, uh, I read that. What was the fa- what was the stat? How many finals have they been in? Is it twelve? And they've won four. Oh, there's yeah, there's there an interesting under Klopp, one. Under Klopp, he's so got under a- Klopp. They've spent. £554 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. They've won one Premier League in seven attempts, one FA Cup in seven, one League Cup in seven, one Champions League in five, and then the, the Europa League, they didn't win in the one attempt. So four mm-hmm. trophies out of 27 and half a billion pounds spent. And we're saying that this is the one of the top two teams in the world. I mean, I've you know I've been talking about Klopp being a shithouse and a fraud for years. But... Uh, mm. No, I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to come across like we're just slating Liverpool and 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 that we don't rate them. They are an incredible, incredible team. But um, it should be for half a billion pounds. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just think that you know the 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 pedestal that we put them on in terms of the quality. I I, I didn't realise until I saw that stat about how many finals he's been in, and um, and and also the fact that four final, what uh, three three finals this year he didn't score a goal. What what is impressive is though that they played every game that they possibly could. That is incredible. Mentality monsters. Yeah. That's what they call it, isn't it? But yeah. just falling at that final hurdle in the Champions League. I, I don't think in the league you can really argue the points tally that they returned. No. You know, they just it just so happens they exist when probably the other best team in the last twenty years is is there as well. And they will they will it will go back and forth between the two of them. So you can't you know, I don't want to sound like we're giving them undue levels of stick. They are an incredible team and they've had an amazing season. But if you're a Liverpool fan, you've got to be disappointed that all that's in the trophy cabinet is an FA Cup and a League Cup. You've got to. Yeah. And I think what brings the stick as well is is the things that Liverpool do. And a lot of it's the fans, but, you know, the whole having a, a parade for the two League Cups. Mm. Then... You know all the trouble that happened outside the stadium. You know I'm not saying that it was it was justified or what the the use of pepper sprays. You know that's not what you want to see for families going to football. But it would only be Liverpool that had an in you know a lot of fake tickets apparently. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it just feels like a very Liverpool thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult because you got to remember that where I'm from. there's a real real sensitivity around around that impression of Liverpool and and you forget that 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 is an impression that a lot of people have from further afield Mm. um you know I think because Hillsborough happened and because Hillsborough was such a travesty in terms of the way the way they were portrayed and the way those those people were were made out it's almost like there's a there's a bit of a fear maybe to even say Oh, the fans are being a bit shitty here because they were so badly treated in 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 the past. But I agree with you. There's, I'm not. I mean, I've watched the videos and the the argument from the Liverpool fans is that the, that that charge on the stadium uh, on the turnstile that was French. That was locals apparently. I don't know how anyone can know that. But I don't know. How, but, I don't know how anyone. But, but can know if, that irrespective of who it was, it still happened. So mm. of course the authorities are going to react that way. And and you know this is in no way anything. Hillsborough lay because you know that was awful and, and it's been since proven that you know that, that the law was broken by the authorities in that, mm. that case but you know there's only so many times you can plead innocence and you can clearly see what's going on yeah, yeah. I mean this is this isn't really where I want this conversation to go if I'm honest but um but I started it so <laughs> you did you did you did you did it's a funny one isn't it I just I don't know they just 
I, do you know what? I think it is more a case of. I think it's more a case of they are very um, the scouts not English thing. We are an island, and and you know what? There is there's an element of romanticism to it. That no, 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 there is, there is, mate, there is, because that city was decimated in the 70s and the 80s, and it was left behind. And there's government documents that basically say we need to leave them behind. Thatcher hated Liverpool and hated the industrial north and did her damn best in the period of time she was in power to send its people into abject poverty, in my opinion. And that's not just true. of, of you got to remember that I grew up 15 miles outside of it. So I felt those effects just as much as the people in that city. And I'm very passionate about the fact that there was a, a great number of crimes committed. I mean, you, where you're from as well, you know what I mean? You weren't, you know, you know, you're industrial north as well. We, yeah, were, we were, we were, you know, but what Liverpool did perhaps more vocally as a city than anybody else is they said, well, fuck you. Fuck everybody else. It's us against them. And we'll, and we'll do it without you. And we'll have great football and we'll have great music and we'll, we'll bring industry back and we'll do it in spite of you, not alongside you. We're not coming back capping anti you. And there is an element, mate, I believe, of romanticism to that that is, is quite beautiful in a way because Liverpool's a wonder. It's a great night out. It's a great city and it's good people. Oh, it's a tremendous city. I, but, I mean, we but it with to... it, but what? with it comes, sorry, with it, from a footballing perspective, comes sometimes they look like arrogant twats. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's kind of where I was going, that, you yeah, know, returning yeah. back to football, yeah. the almost sense of entitlement that's there, yes. and then the woe yeah. it's me when it doesn't quite go their way. Yes, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like they're the only yeah. ever yeah. team that have, have lost a game and, you know, had come through some kind of adversity. Try being a Burnley fan, mate. Fuck, mate. <laughs> yeah. I've been to yeah. some of the shittest grounds in the country watching Division 4 football, and, yeah. you know... And then you get to the Holy Grail, the promised land of the Premier League, and yeah. you get 20% possession every week because, you know, yeah. you, you're up against it because you don't have half a billion pounds to spend on players. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. that, no, that is being up against it, you know, in football. Point. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point. Like, you hear Liverpool fans talking really genuinely um, and emotionally about the dark days of finishing ninth and winning the Champions yeah, League. exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were three 0 like, down, didn't you know? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I do. I get what you mean. It's uh, they're a divisive bunch, aren't they, the Scousers? But they're playing good football. Well, not as good as Real Madrid. Not as good as Real Madrid. And the last point um, to make when speaking about our friends across the Mersey is um, apparently Mane to Bayern is almost a done deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've they've got a ready-made replacement in Luis Diaz, so... They have, they have. I think this is the time that they won't feel it as much, but, yeah, what what a player he's been. Do do, do you think Mane's going to be a bigger loss than Salah? There's a lot lot of Copites are saying that, a lot of Liverpool fans are saying Mane offers, brings more to the team than Salah. Salah's the floor player that'll turn a game, he's the magician, he'll make something happen, but Mane's the one that, when you're in the mud, he grinds out the goals. Yeah, well, well, Salah was pretty, you know, I know there was that one save, but he, he was very quiet mm. in another final. Um, yep. And, yeah, potentially, potentially. But I, I don't think Mane's particularly purred this season too much. He's been, no. he's been less impressive than he has in the last few. Um, mm. It'll be a big mess, don't, don't get me wrong, you know, having a senior pro leave who's 
just about at the peak of his powers, I'd say. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a big coup for for Bayern if it if it does come off. It's going to be interesting. And as the transfer merry-go round goes on, apparently the reason uh, that Bayern are able to uh, to throw the money uh, from a wage perspective at um, at Mane is because Lewandowski's Lewandowski. on his way out. So yep. where's he going? Well, there's talk of uh, Barcelona, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he could use that, him. He'd, I mean, he'd, that, he'd, 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 he'd rip La Liga apart. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He'd rip La Liga apart. I'd love to see him come to the Premier League while he's still capable. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You can just and see I, him coming in for like one season, you know, like a few of the other ageing forwards have done. Like Ibra. Know, over the years. Like, like Ibra. Ibra yeah. Like Henrik Larson did. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cavani's done. Yeah, yeah, like they all play Ronaldo United. Ronaldo version two's done. <laughs> yeah, they all come. They've all come to United. <laughs> there you go, science Science from Lewandowski. Come and have a season uh, of disappoint, of abject failure and disappointment at Old Trafford. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. He'd do, to he'd see. do a job. He'd do that old man sort of. Bloody would in the twilight of his career job, wouldn't he? He bloody would do a job. He's an absolute player. He's, he's an, yeah. an unreal, unreal. He's one of those players that. If he hadn't been in the same generation as Messi and Ronaldo, he'd have been Ballon d'Ors year after year after year, wouldn't he? Yeah, agreed. I think he's he's in that similar mould to Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic as well. Um, you know that have that have really looked after themselves. And yeah, I think he will play for a good few years yet. So yeah. got got better with age, hasn't he? Got better with age almost. He's always been quality, but yeah, he just he doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. And I know the Bundesliga is a bit of a farmers' league at times, but he does it in Europe. He does it in Europe, yeah. and, he, and he and he does it, and he carries a Polish, a very mediocre Polish team he to does. tournaments. So, very good player. He never really started at one though, has he? Because no, the but teams that are there have always been yeah. Better. There's all, there's only so far you can do that. I oh think. yeah. When Absolutely. when you look at them teams, Ibrahimovic is another example of it. He, you know, if you look at and I'd, please don't quote me on this because I, I, you know, I'm not done any research at all, but I would bet that if you looked at Ibrahimovic, Lewandowski, those type, you know, uh, the type of, th- those are particularly strikers that are standout players for their country. If you look at their stats in the qualifying rounds, the goal, the goals they put out, the assists they put in, the contributions, all, all, all that stuff. If you looked at that in the qualifiers compared to the tournaments, it'd be chalk and cheese. Because when you, when, when you play the low quality opposition, they, they can carry that, that, that country to be that little bit better than everybody it else. It sounds like but, a really valid point, so let's go yeah. with that. Let's um, say we're But, right. you know, when Seb Larson's the second best player in the team, then you know Absolutely. you're struggling. <laughs> Absolutely. Martin Olsen. We did this one already, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, good. So, yeah, that's the, that's the transfer merry-go-round. One team that might be on the lookout for reinforcements, of course, is Nottingham Forest. Uh, they're coming yeah. up. What did you think of the final? I've not watched it, so I'll give you your. I'll 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 be over to you for your kind of expert rundown and analysis. As as a game, it was dog shit. Yeah, there you are. Yeah. That's my analysis done. Uh, no, in, in all honesty, the the richest game in English league football. Um, yeah. it, it it always goes one or two ways. It's either a boring summer or it's a really cagey affair, and this one was a cagey affair. Yeah, scruffy goal. But really, the two main talking points, uh, well, three really. The first one, it's good to see Forrest back. Um, yes, agree. It's interesting. I, I saw a stat earlier and it said a few different results and it could have been Huddersfield and Burnley that stayed in the Premier League, but now it's Leeds and Forrest, you know, two big clubs coming back. Now, the big cities, and they've got some history in football, but they've not actually won 
a lot between them. And I know Forest had the, the European Forrest Cups. Forest has had two European Cups, mate. Yeah, but if you're talking about leagues, <laughs> if you're talking about leagues, Burnley and Huddersfield have won more than, than those two. Um, really? It's funny. funny really? Perception. Leeds Leeds in the 70s? Yeah. Billy Bremner leads. Don yeah. Rennie's leads. Yeah. You're, really? I think so. <sighs> mate, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong. I mean, we, well, can, we can run the stats. We can run the stats, and then I'll apologise publicly next week. But right. um, but yeah, it's just perceptions. Perceptions interesting, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I yeah, I agree. But I do. You're think... frantically googling how many leagues Burnley from. I'm not. I'm um, not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm at my I'm at my mum's this weekend, and I've just found out her um, scales, and I've just seen how heavy I am. <laughs> that's that's heavy why in the weight of expectation on Nottingham Forest next season. Oh Jesus um, Christ! No, heavy in the weight of need to get out and do some more running. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus Christ, bro. let's let's kick that back under the chair. I don't want to look at that again. Um, the, the, main, right. the main talking points, though, were, were two absolute stonewall penalties that Huddersfield were denied. And, you know, we talk about no VAR in the Championship, but it suddenly rears its head in the, the playoff final. And the yeah. first one, the commentators, I think it was Don Goodman, they, they were saying, oh, well, it doesn't look like there was enough contact in there. It was the most blatant penalty. It doesn't matter if he if he takes him out, he takes him out. It doesn't matter mm. if he like you know uses any force. If if he's there and he absolutely if he kicks his foot, mm-hmm. it's a penalty. Yeah, if it affects uh, if it affects play to cause a disadvantage to the opponent player, then. Well, he's, he's in the box and he's jinked round him, and then it was Jack Colback and and he, he takes his foot. Completely takes him out. He goes down probably a little bit theatrically, which doesn't go in his favour, but. It's a penalty. It's a penalty all day. And you can tell when, when Moss doesn't give it, he almost looks to the heavens as like a thank God for that sort of thing. But the fact that VAR spent a, a good, you know, 45 seconds to a minute looking at it and still didn't give it, I was absolutely flabbergasted. And then yeah. there was another one shortly after. And it, it was, again, it was another penalty. For me, it wasn't quite as clear cut, but the commentary team thought that it was a, a more clear cut penalty. And, and again, it was a penalty. VAR didn't even look at it. I don't think. No. Absolutely bamboozled. Mm, well, you don't have to put um, up with VAR next season, do game, you? No, uh, no, you don't. But, but you know, when it matters, and even though to, you know, there's some really talented referees in the championship. Given it to yeah. John Moss, the non yeah. bastard on his last game. Yeah. Nah, not having it. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. That it's a fair shout. I think um, it's probably a bit disrespectful to the uh, to the referees that that yeah. that bust the balls without VAR, without because because one thing that I think not to get into another VAR bashing session, but one thing that I don't like, really don't like about VAR, that I only kind of was able to contextualise. I've never liked it, but I was I was thinking about it the other day. Is um, it was in the Champions League final actually? Is is that referees don't have to be brave anymore? No, they don't. No, they Linesmen don't. in particular, linos in particular, do not have to be brave. Like they, oh, I'm not going to put my flag up because VAR will catch it. And that is just, what's the point of you? Bring back the robot we were talking about at the start of the series. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it takes away the art of refereeing. And so, if anything, you've got to have more respect for those championship referees that do it week in, week out with just. You know the the, the 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 two mates running the line and the fourth official on the sideline with a bit of an extra view of what's going on. Like, there's not. I don't know. I just. I I I'm I'm still not sold on VAR. I still don't see its worth. 
I hate this this idea of um, don't raise your flag just in case because how many times has it led to it be that be an interesting stat to find out how many times has a linesman hesitating to put his flag up because it's a tight call and that's what he's been advised to do led to a second phase of play that's led to a goal. Yeah, I, th- you there's know what so I mean? much wrong. There's so much yeah. wrong with it. It's just you know, th- like you said with with that whole linesman thing, that'll stop when someone gets seriously injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say yeah. I'm talking about from a goal perspective, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry. From yeah, even yeah. Yeah. You're right on the goal perspective side of it, but but but, but I, I agree with you as well. Yeah. All that takes is that that play is allowed to carry on. That play that could have been pulled back 30 seconds earlier, and someone mullers someone, and and, and we get an Aaron Ramsey type challenge going in. Yeah. A leg break, you know, a stud stuck in the ground when it's wet, and someone career gets ended, and then. What's that? But, what, but again, accountability. The line will just be like, yeah, well, you, you know, the FA tell me not to put my flag up. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, there's no alternative. It's either do away with it's it, it, it's because the alternative is that the flag goes up and it's not offside. But as soon as the flag goes up, there's no way to overrule it because it's impacting play because it's in the player's line of sight. So, but 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 the whole the whole premise behind VAR was to clean things up and get rid of any clear and obvious errors. And those yeah. two penalties, they were clear and obvious errors. And fair enough, if John Moss's eyesight's going a little bit because he's getting ready for retirement and yeah. his reptile-like eyes aren't quite what they used to be, <laughs> then that's fine. But that's what it's there for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go back to the Champions League final for a second. Madrid had the ball in the back of the net just before half time. Yeah. That goal for me should have stood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I agreed, but I don't know if that was. I didn't. Don't understand the rules because <laughs> like, it seemed pretty. Like when they explained it, I was like, all right, okay. So because he played at the ball, that means it doesn't matter if he touches it. He played at it, so that makes him part of the phase of play, and therefore offside comes into <laughs> the conversation. But I didn't know that. Like I didn't. Although it did crack me up how when the arguments were going on, there were people being like. There's only what were they saying? There's it, it can't be off. It, it's it, they were saying it's offside. It can't be offside because there's a defender in front of him. Yeah, your goalkeepers, a player as well. Yeah, yeah, you, you need you need the two players. I, I get that, yeah. but but it's it's whether that that touch constitutes and you know him being active in in player deflected. Touch. No, I, I I don't think it does. And and do you know what never got discussed as well? Why was that not a foul? I guess it came off his knee, didn't it? But he got he got absolutely scissored and sandwiched. And yep. I don't know. I don't know. Weird one. Weird one. But there we go. It's mad. Uh, it's mad. And can I just correct myself? So it wasn't that we'd we'd won more. It was that um, Huddersfield and Burnley spent more time combined than Leeds and Forest in the in the top flight. Right. But you've definitely not won more. We definitely won the first division twice. So that, Leeds won it. Mate. Didn't Leeds win it like ten times? Didn't it? No, that's an exaggeration. No. They won it. They won it a lot under Revy. Once. They? They won it once on the Revy. I don't know. I've not, I've not Googled that. I don't want to Google Leeds. I don't like them. No, not 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 as far as they've got to um, European Cups. Yeah, it's a relegation six-pointer already, though, that. I'm, so I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll... No, but for, Forest might have a bit of money to spend. Big club. Yeah, but have they got half a billion pounds to spend? Hmm. Leeds have won three league titles. Okay. And one FA Cup. 
and that's it. So, so, so in context, I've been saying that they're a massive club. Burnley won't. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's that, yeah, no, that's that's fair. <laughs> that, no, no, that 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 is fair. I think that is mad, isn't it? Because everyone talks about the mighty Leeds team of the seventies yeah. and the eighties. They won it in sixty-eight, sixty-nine, and seventy-three, seventy-four, and then obviously they won the last one before it became the Premier League, didn't yeah. they? Um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think, I think it was more that they were a feared team, weren't it, in the seventies? You know, the, well, the, the kickers that they had in the team, so people didn't like playing them. Yeah. And then yeah. you got coins thrown at you when you went to Ellen Road, which I mean, you still, you still, changed, you, still you still get coins thrown at you when you go to Ellen Road, or balled up bits of paper if you if you're their own winger. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and talking about transfers, there's talk of him going to Barcelona as well. Good old. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. So if he goes, they, you know, fair enough, they might be able to reinvest the money, but he's the catalyst of anything good that the that leads do. Mm. Period. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they'll they'll be in trouble next year. Yeah. Um, Nottingham Forest, one league title, seventy-seven, seventy-eight, two FA Cups, four right, league cups, and then of course. The best, two like, European Cups yeah. and a Super Cup as well. I mean, that, that's, that's phenomenal. You can't take that away from stuff. him, can you? You can't take that away from him. And, and if you're talking leagues, do you say one? one yeah. League. How did they win two European Cups? Is it Oh, because you, 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 you went, you went in as champion, didn't you? Yeah. They won them back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty interesting. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the European ex-wise. But, but I was talking league. So I yeah, think, just I one. Think what, what I'm saying stands. Yeah. They, they have got two European Cups, mate. That's fine. That's fine. Brian Clough's going to haunt you in your sleep tonight. He's not. He's not. He, i tell you what, he'd have sorted the problem with fucking pitch invaders. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> he'd have been on there swinging at him, I think. Absolutely. Oh, that's... You know, You know, all this conversation's doing is making me want to go and watch the damned United. Yeah, to be fair, it's a pretty, pretty horrendous representation of him as well. It is, isn't it? it, it was, did, did his family kick off about it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like Michael Sheen though. Yeah, I like Brian Clough. I like Brian Clough. I like Brian Clough. I think he was a he was a he was a manager at a time when I think there were some very established teams. Yeah, and and he and he broke the mold and went through a lot of adversity. Wore his heart on his sleeve and Agreed. he was a char- he was a character, wasn't he? And, and people seemed to really dig him. Uh, and it's still, interesting because we're still knocking you know, about created, when I first started watching football. Sorry, mate. He created that dynasty sort of thing didn't he and uh and people like Ian Warren and Sean Dyche were under him and and Dyche did that at Burnley pretty much you know taking control of literally every facet of the club yeah and that doesn't happen anymore it doesn't happen at all and it's it my way or the Burnley. highway in it my way or yeah, the highway absolutely absolutely um but yeah good one the day's gone by the good one right should we should we do a little bit of a roundup of the season I reckon that we should do a Let's let's think of our best Premier League eleven from this season. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's make it a little bit tastier. We're gonna do it in position order, and we're gonna alternate picks so we can't pick the same people, and then between us afterwards we'll decide which is the best eleven. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Well, are we gonna do two, or are we just gonna do the one? Because I, I think there needs to be one without the top four in it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So let's 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 do one that's just clearly going to be Sun Hyung Min and All City and 
Liverpool players. <laughs> yeah. And then and then let's do one that excludes the top four. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah. cool. So I uh, I will let you go first, sir, to pick your goalkeeper. Who who is your Premier League goalkeeper of the season? Hmm. See, I think the official one went to Alisson, didn't it? Yes. Um. I really like what Aaron Ramsdale's done this season, but he's not mm. been flawless. But it's going to be Edison. I'm going to pick Edison because he's he is the best. Mm, see, I, I, yeah, it's very, it's always a question of taste. I think with Alison Edison, the, 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 the you know, South American keepers, Brazilian keepers, they offer you similar things. Very good with the feet. Very good at distributing. Um, Edison, I think, is just a little bit more brave, a little bit of a better sweeper keeper. Um, which works very well for City. Allison's gonna be my pick because I think he—it's the two of them stand head and shoulders. It is. Yeah, they, they shared the golden glove, um, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Go on. Uh, right back. I mean, you can't look past Trent. Yep. Yep. So, so Trent. <laughs> you're gonna, you're, I've just realised you're gonna get the first pick out of all of these. So let you go first, aren't you? That's not fair. We're gonna have yep. to alternate. We're gonna have to. Yeah, alternate. We'll, we'll alternate after the back four. Well, so I get to, I get to pick the midfield first. Yeah, which okay, that's, that's bit, fair. Yeah, that's and fair. then we'll do right. it the opposite way around when we do the rest of the league. There you go. That sounds good to me. Okay, so uh, right back that's not Trent. Uh, I don't think Kyle Walker's done enough at right back. I'd agree. Um, Reese James. Yeah, good, good show. Yeah, Reese James. Go he's had quite a lot of time out injured, but when he's played, he's played well. Yeah, agreed. So what, are we going to left back or are we going to centre half? Uh, let's go centre half first. Van Dijk. Yeah. Has has he had his best season? No, but to come or, back from a serious knee injury and yeah. do what he's done, I think. Yeah, I don't think many players could do that. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, I. So Ruben Diaz is the obvious. Um, I'm not actually going to go for Diaz though. Um, I'm going to go for Amor at Laporte. Okay. I think that he held, when Diaz got injured and when they had a real crisis at the back and Fernandinho was having to play there, I think Laporte really held them together. And I think he deserves a lot more credit. Because when he came in, he was the saviour. He was the one that was like, yeah, this is the guy that's going to take us there. And they signed yep. Diaz the next year and it was like, oh, what about Laporte? And he was getting rotated all the time. But I think he's had a great second half of the season. I think he's carried Everton, uh, uh, City's defence on his back um, with a lot of injuries and he's popped up with some big goals as well. So I'm going to put... Albert I was just about to say, goals-wise, he's, mm. he's contributed, hasn't he, when it's mattered? Yeah, so Laporte for me. Um, so this one's a toss-up between Rudiger and Diaz, but I'm going to go Diaz. For yeah. everything that you said, he's yeah. he is just the, the one. Yeah, he's a quality player, isn't he? Um, and funny enough, I'm not going to go Rudiger. I am going to go to Chelsea again, though, and I'm going to go with Thiago Silva. Silva, yeah, good job. Yeah, I just think he's quality. I just think I, Rudiger has had a very good season, but I think he is made to look better by being next to the best South American centre-off to ever play the game, would we say? David Luiz. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. No, um, what to ever play the game? Yeah, name your name your better South American centre half. There's got to be some Argentinian. I mean, you could you could probably go back to like Carlos Alberto. Um, 
Brazil. What was he set? Was he seventies when they were winning everything? You could argue that. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a centre half. Anyway, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, but anyway, irrelevant point. The point is, Thiago Silva's amazing. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, really good. Um, Cancelo, left back. Un- it's a toss up between two. Unmatched, unrivaled, unmatched. I think he's quality. Um, and yeah, the other one's Andy Robinson. Yep. All right, we're rotating to you now. So we're going mid. Are we playing four three three like 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 the teams do? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, so my my six is a very difficult one, and I know who you're going to pick as your six. Um, but both absolutely outstanding in that in that holding position, just because of again the contributions in terms of goal, getting box to box, stepping up when there were injuries, moving out of the six into more of a box to box midfielder when he was needed, um, and also the fact that he won the league um, at Rodri for me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely superb player, and he, he fills that void very well. Um, yeah. That uh, that Fernandinho is going to leave. Um, I'm going to go Thiago. Really ahead of um, Fabinho. Yeah, I, I I really like him as a player, um, yeah. and I think he can do everything in that that midfield. I think his his distribution's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I just sorry. I I was probably being very, I was being a little bit too specific in our position and formation. In expecting you to pick the next best six in the league, which is Fabinho, whereas uh, Thiago is more creative next to him. But it's an absolutely a first shout. Um, and I, I wouldn't put two sixes in my team then, uh, and I'd go with KDB. Yeah, absolutely. He's the, he is the the other one, isn't he? Um, mm. Mm, interesting. I think I'm going to put. Mason Mount in that middle. Yeah. Like he's really, really shown what he's capable of. Mm. Does he play there for Chelsea? He plays across the front three more, doesn't he? Well, he, 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 can, he can play he whatever can, he wants. He, <laughs> he, can do, he can do you a job. He can do you a job. Well, um, seeing as how you've um, you've neglected to put him in your midfield three, you can't, you can't not make one of the teams. So Fabinho will be my third. Fabinho will play at six. Rodri will push up box to box and KDB will be my uh, trekker Easter in the middle. Mm. Um, so I think I think I'm going to put Bernardo Silva in there as well good shout good shout I think um, I think he's been very good especially first half of the season probably gone off the boil a little bit second yep. half but yeah absolute baller yeah, I was I was just about to say I think I think Silver he has he has quietened down but he was electric in the first half. He probably had the best six months of his career I'd say. Um uh, in, in in racking up those those points those goals that ultimately won them the league early on. Um go on then we'll switch to you for the front three. You, you can't not have Salah. Yeah. I, I know that um he's he's gone missing a little bit in the last couple of months but his body of work speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh absolutely yeah. Uh, uh, probably in the conversation with the top two players in the league it's either him or KDB isn't it um, yeah. uh, uh, I think he's, he's had an incredible year like you said he's struggled a little bit coming back from the African Cup of Nations but he still scored goals and he still contributed big for them he's, he's a talisman um, I am going to say Sun Young min I just think he's been amazing yeah um, no, he's continues to raise the bar when you think it can't be raised anymore um, he play, the thing I like about Sun is that he is not a fair weather player 
if Tottenham are in the mud, he's the one that drags them out of it. If Tottenham are, are sparkling, then he's the one that puts the extra shine on it at the end. He is an amazing footballer. Incredible. Yeah, um, totally agree. I, I was just going to put him through the middle. Um, so I'm going to replace him with uh, his first counterpart, Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, I think second half of the season, he's been back to his old self. Yes, he threw his toys out, but in world football, he's he's up there. Yeah. I was I was going to say in um, in terms of uh, could you imagine of putting putting him in your Premier League end of season eleven back in October? No, absolutely no. not. No, it seemed like a done deal, didn't it? Um, what did we finish on with fifteen goals? Fifteen goals, yeah. Unreal, uh, incredible. For half a season's um, work. And then I'm going to go for uh, it's, it's Sadio Mane. It's got to be Mane. Um, I was thinking about Diaz. I was thinking about Jota. Both have been great in the times that they've played. I know Jota's been injured. Diaz only came in in January. Um, so you went Mane through the middle? No, no, no. Mane's going on. They're my wingers. I'm not, I'm oh, not right, going to okay. be forward last. Um, okay. I think, yeah, great. Of all contributors, I'm trying to think about the City wings as well. Sterling, Mares, Grealish. They've all done bits through the course of the season. But no, I think... Um, no, I think I think Mane just in terms of his work rate, his class, his hours logged in the bank. I think gets him in that in that starting eleven for me. Yeah, no, good shot. Um, well, obviously Kevin was playing through the middle for me, so I'm going to go yeah. to my left hand side, and it's going to be Phil Foden. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one I didn't mention. He's he's a player, isn't he? He's such he is. a good footballer. He, he's so going to be England's talisman for years yeah. to come. Agreed. Agreed. And Guardiola's blood in him correctly yep. I think Perfectly. Um, yep. yeah brilliant well I'm going to finish my team with another City player I'd, I'd be tempted to get uh, CR7 in the loyalties to United but I'm not going to um, Gabriel Jesus plays through the middle for me um, possibly going to be his last season of notes in terms of playing the number of games he's played for City because Haaland arriving and they've also got is it Alvarez coming back um, who looks like an absolute baller um, but let's not forget the contribution that Jesus made again towards the end of the season, yeah. scoring for fun, yeah. getting One that goal difference up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's a very good footballer. Wherever he chooses to play his trade after City, if he does decide to move on with the personnel changes and their attacking line coming up. Um, every I, I think he'll stay. Do you think he will? He can play outright, can't he? But yeah. they've got a lot of, they're getting stacked in that position and nobody looks like they're going to leave. Like, you know, your Mareses, your Bernardos, your Fodens, your Grealishes, they're up, your Sterling. They're all, they're all happy to play in that rotation. I think what Jesus had was he could drift into that false nine role if he needed him and that gave him extra game time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, can't, I, I can't, obviously can't predict the future, but if he went somewhere else, I think he, I think he's going to be very successful, especially giving 40 games a season through the middle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, there, there was talk of uh, Arsenal at one point. Yes. Earlier, earlier, yeah. Towards yeah. the end of the season. So, yeah, could do, that'd be an do, interesting move. They need a striker. They could do much worse than him. Yeah. So, if we, were, if we were to say what's the best 11 out of that, Edison in net? I think they cancel each other out, if I'm honest. Yeah. Should we go with Edison just because City won the league? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Trent, right back, cancel left back. No question. Yeah. What about the back two? I agree with you on Van Dyke, but I would be I would I pull the port in probably over Diaz. Yeah. That's yeah, probably agreed. that's the big shout. So we've got we're having Van Dyke and Laporte at centre half. Yeah. Midfield three. Rodri, gotta be in there. Yeah, he's gotta be in there. Thiago. 
See, I'd go Thiago over Fabinho and put De Bruyne in there. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Rodri, Thiago, KDB. That'd be my three. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. Salah, Son, Kane? Yeah. Salah, Salah, right. Son, left, Kane. Through the middle. Yeah. There we go. That's our, the Football Pundit Imposter Podcast. Team of the season. Done and done. So that will be the starting line for Newcastle next season. There you go. Won't it just? Oh, God. I haven't <laughs> talked about Newcastle, have we? Right, let's do the same thing again then. No top four teams. Okay. Am I starting? So I'm starting. Keeper yeah. and defence is me, yeah? Yep. Right. There's been a lot of breakout seasons, if you want to call them. Keepers who maybe have proven their worth when they weren't seen as worthy, like Aaron Ramsdale. Um, your likes of Sanchez and Saar, who have maybe, with no disrespect intended to their current clubs, have proven that they could maybe be, they may be playing at a lower level than they should be. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a deluded Man United fan here, but I'm gonna say David De Gea. Okay. I think I think United have been so bad, so so bad that De Gea he's won us points single-handedly, and. The, and, you know, let's not forget, this guy lost his place in the team at the end of last season, Dean Henderson. And he, he, he could have thrown his toys out. He could have gone somewhere else. He could have got a money move, could have gone back to Spain. But he hasn't. And he's dug in. And, and the thing I like about, about De Gea as well is that he's one of the few alongside Scott McTominay. He's faced the press. And he's come out. And when, when others are hiding, when others are sulking and infighting, he comes out and he and he stands up and he's counted for and he and he takes the brunt of it on his shoulders. And it's long been said that maybe he's not a leader and he's not strong enough in terms of his presence on the pitch or off it. But I think he's had a great season, David De Gea, this year. And, and he's probably the only bright spark for United I've seen. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would put David De Gea in goal. OK. I, I take on board everything that you said then about some of the others. So the likes of Saw, Ramsdale. You didn't mention Fabianski, I don't think. And no, Jordan no. Pickford as well. He needs a special mention for the last sort of 10 games for Everton, although he's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. But for similar reasons, I'm going to put my Claret Tinty glasses on and Nick Bob for me. Um, yeah. In a similar vein, in a really poor season for Burnley, he's won us points. He's kept the goal difference drastically down over the season. Yeah. He will be playing for the in my mind, a top six team next season. He deserves to be. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, where are we going next? Are we going to right? We had to right back last time, didn't we? Yeah, right back. Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one, isn't it? So we can't have Tottenham, we can't have Chelsea, we can't have City, we can't have Liverpool. Correct. Who stood up at right? Who stood out at right back? Arsenal haven't really pinned one down. United, absolutely not. Wolves, no. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, mm. And and then you get you get sucked into this idea of being like who, who you know what what would um, what would football manager or FIFA say? You know, let's pick Tarek Lamptey when he's really not played that many games. You know what I mean? Um. I mean, I've already got one if it if it helps. Uh, yeah, you go first then, mate. You you, you okay. tell me who you've got while I'm having a little think. Um, again, probably the Claret Tinted Glasses, but Kieran Trippier, I think, since he came in. I know he had a little bit of time out, um, but he steadied the ship for Newcastle. Um, yeah. Some really important points, goals, 
Um, and, you know, just coming in and shoring up the very leaky defence. Yeah, Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Really underrated player. Uh, do you know what? Actually, to be fair, I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I don't disagree with it at all. I I don't think he's the best though, because it's just popped into my head now while you were talking. Solely because he only played half the season, been injured for a lot of it. Uh, for me, uh, Matty Cash. Yeah, yeah. He was he was next on the list. To be fair. Yeah, Matty Cash. He's had a great season at Villa. Um, so centre half. Then if I move on to them. Um, I would say uh, Mark Gage has had a great season for Palace. He's he's almost stamped his name on that. Is he the next big English kind of hope in terms of centre half when we've had so many duds? But I think he's had a brilliant season for Palace, and uh, Vieira's really got him playing, hasn't he? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's not a lot to add to that because he has. He's been absolutely class, and uh, yeah. I think. Again, there's been talk of him getting a move, but I think if he, he should stay at Palace because he's still only young and uh, next yep. season will be a big one for him. Agreed. Um, I'm going to go for Gabriel at Arsenal. Yeah. I think, um, I think he's scored some goals. He's managed to create himself an incredible hairline um, during the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, my second centre half, uh, uh, Craig Dawson at West Ham. Yeah, who, 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 who'd have thought his career was done, wasn't it? He wasn't. He yeah, was he got relegated, didn't he? he got relegated, went down. Yeah, um, didn't think they got him on a free. He's thirty-two. Um, brilliant. Yeah, I think he's been great. I, th- I think he's really shored up that defence. We've had a lot of. Um, you know, Zuma was meant to be the, the stalwart. And I know we joke about the cat-kicking thing, but it is fucking bullshit that he did. You know, he, he's thrown his team into turmoil by getting himself in the press doing that. And, yeah, um, and, and yeah, I think Craig Dawson's been excellent. He's been, I know he got that red card towards the end of the season, but I think he's been great. I, I like it. I like him a lot. And I love it. I love that kind of success story when someone comes in and, you know, unexpectedly performs well. So, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Dawson. Um. I'm gonna. There's a few honourable mentions um, that I'll make after you've made your other centre half choice, but uh, I'm gonna go Dan Byrne. I think he's been a superb piece of business, mm-hmm. um, and he's really gone in and, and again, similar to Trippier, he's gone in and shored up a really shaky defence, and he's a very, very good centre half. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I, I done both of my centre half, mate. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Gay and Dawson. Gain well, honourable mention to uh, Connor Cordy, who's been yeah. very good again. Yeah. Um, I want to call uh, Pontus Janssen from um, Brentford. Yeah, quite a divisive player, but he's he's done some really good things. And you know, the same could be said for uh, Ethan Pinnock as well. You know, no nonsense defenders, but they they've done the job really well for Brentford this season. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, left back. There's a couple at left back. Um, I think I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, for who you're going to pick, I think Tariq Mitchell. Or is he a right? Is he playing right back or left back? He's a left back, isn't he? He's a left back, yeah. Yeah, he, I think he's had a really, really good season. Um, I also think Tino Livramento. I know he had that injury that's really scuppered him, but he looked like he was doing he was doing bits at, at Southampton, didn't he? Is he, not a, is he a left back or is he not a right back? I thought well? didn't didn't Carl Walker Peters play right back for? I might be wrong. We've got uh, who's, who's the Southampton fan? Is it Simon Minty? Yeah. He'll set us right, won't he? Uh, but I'm not going to go from anywhere because I don't, apparently don't know what position he plays. Uh, Mark Cucurella, <laughs> uh 
um, I think has done really well for Brighton this season at left back. Yeah, definitely a left back and not a centre half that you said last week. Like I said last week, yeah, that's what reminded me to say it. <laughs> I played him another left back that I put a centre half. But yeah, no, I think he's had a really good season, uh, unexpectedly. So he's a young lad as well. So um, yeah, uh, good, 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 good to see him in playing well and hopefully he kicks on. Yeah, um, a couple of honourable mentions: uh, Kieran Tierney, I think at Arsenal's um, too injury showing, prone. Too he injury is, but prone. he's showing when he does play, he's showing what he, what he can do a little Captain. bit more now. Cap, club captain material yeah. when he when he plays he just doesn't play enough. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Sorry, um, man, go on. Luke Dean. Yep. He's um you know he's he's gone in a villa and he's picked up where he he thrown his toes out at uh, at Everton. Yep. Um, but I I'm gonna go for Aaron Cresswell. I think he's yeah. had another solid season again. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Very very good player. Uh, right, we're moving into the midfield three then, mate, and it's your turn to go first. Hmm. Holding midfielder then. Um. Interesting. There's quite a few to pick from in this posi- in these positions, but um. Hmm. I've got mine. Very cool. Go on. Do you want to jump in? Yeah, uh, Declan Rice. Plays at six for me. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I've not got anything to say about it. He's he's just class, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a really, really good footballer. Um, I know why, because there we go, that's better. Um, Does. Would James Ward Prowse class as the, the holding, or would you put him a bit further forward? No, in real life, I definitely won't play him at six, but for the sake of this conversation, I think three central midfielders, our three standout centre mids will be enough, I reckon. Right, for, okay. for well, I'll, I'll go for James Ward Prowse then. Excellent, excellent season. He's played very, very well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, again, continues to be in that conversation around um, should he be at a bigger club? Possibly. Possibly we'll see what happens. Well, in the th- there's there's um there's a big talk of Tottenham spurging half of the transfer fee on him. Yeah. Yeah. You could see him at Tottenham, couldn't you? Yeah. Don't, you don't, know, don't know whether they need him though. Maybe. Maybe but maybe they need a bit extra in that midfield. But yeah, yeah. no. Um yeah, very good play and well deserved his place. Um I uh, Yori Thielman's for me. I know Leicester had a crap season, but I think when Vardy was out, when Madison wasn't purring. Um, I think Thielmans was a, a consistent for them uh, and very, very worthy of, of, of the accolades and the praise that he's given and the, the fact that he's touted with a with a move often. I think he's a great player. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I was going to ask you that. Do you think he, he will get his move? I think he will. And then does he go into the top four? Yes. Who, who takes him? I'd have him. I know we're not top four, <laughs> but I'd have him. There um, yeah. I think I think in Him terms and Rice of middle midfield. Because beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think anyone I think he would improve any team because I think Arsenal lack that. I think they've got a lot of creative players. But I think that box to box who can also sit in when needs be, but can chip in with the goals. I don't think Xhaka is all that. I think El Nene's playing above his station. I think Tillmans would be perfect at Arsenal. Um, yep. When you move into the actual top four, would he improve Chelsea's midfield at the moment? Probably not. If Ungolo Kante goes, yes, absolutely. So if Kante goes, I think Chelsea could do much worse than looking at him. 
Liverpool and City are too good for him. I don't I don't think they need him. Um, would no, Spurs take him? Similar to JWP, I think. I don't think Spurs are in desperate need of a centre mid, but I think a player of that quality would improve them. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I'm going to pick Bruno Guimaraes. It's going to be my third one if he didn't pick him. Yeah. 100%. What a Absolute second half of the season. Yeah. What a second half of the season he's had. It was a risk, but that's mm-hmm. well and truly paid off. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, and then similarly for my third one then, uh, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, a, a nice to have in there because it's such a good story, but um, Christian Eriksen. He was uh, going to be my third pick. Yeah. He, absolutely. Uh, superb. He, def- he got them over the line, didn't he? I don't even think it's a good, a, a nice story. He's been absolutely brilliant for Brentford. He has. That, yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. Good. Um, probably a slight. No, actually, no. I'm gonna go for Martin Odegaard. Yeah, I am. Interesting. Interesting. I really rate him. I really rate him. No, I do too. I do too. I think he's been great. Um, I, I only say interesting because I saw a very interesting. You said interesting, Rob. So something on TikTok that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how crap Bruno Fernandes this season's been. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes has scored more, assisted more, created more big chances, played more key passes. Um, I think every single stat that you look at as, a, as an attacking midfielder, and even yeah. the defensive, you know, the tackling back, the all that kind of stuff, Bruno outscores. They play the same number of games. And Bruno outscores Odegaard in everything apart from pass completion. Interesting. It just so just so happens that I need someone who can pass the ball in my centre midfield here. So no, oh no, you, you know what? It, <laughs> you know, stats stats don't make an opinion on football. And that's oh, of course they don't. Because yeah. Bruno, just the pass completion stat tells more of a story than it does on paper. Like Bruno is very wasteful and has been yeah. very wasteful this season. And he's a proper Whereas, petulant little bitch as well. Yeah, Odegaard's very neat and tidy. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was an interesting. I don't disagree with you, and I wouldn't be trying to get Bruno Fernandez in that team. I think he's been very mediocre. But the point I was trying to make was that it's interesting that two players who probably haven't had two dissimilar seasons on paper, one seen as having a breakout year and one seen as as, as having a real shitter. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Mm. Right then, it's the front three, and it's me to go, isn't it? Yeah, go on. Hmm. Bakayi Saka. Okay. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, just, just a great. Not just a great season for him, but a great way to bounce back from real disappointment at the Euros, and did it in style. And uh, Arsenal have got a player on the on the books there. And oh, they really have. He's yeah. he's 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 fearless, and I love that. I love to see that in a player. He's I really fearless. I really like how they've shielded him when they needed to but then put him back in the firing line and giving him a lot of responsibility in that team mm. well look at the, look at the other two lads who missed penalties in that shootout Sancho and Rashford and we're not even thinking about talking about them in this breath have they because they've not been exactly. protected in the same way they've not been blooded I know there's a lot more problems than that at Man United but yeah anyway so yeah I'm going to go with, with Saka okay I'm going to go James Madison yeah I think he's yep. had a fantastic second after the season again Agreed. He started really well. There was just a little bit when Vardy was injured that he didn't really, and he's had a few injury problems himself. But yeah, he's a he's a sensational footballer. Yep, agreed, agreed. Very, very good footballer. 
And it'll be interesting to see if Leicester keep hold of him, especially if Rodgers goes. But uh, yeah, I think I think well deserving. Looked like he was going to have a nothing year, didn't he? And then he turned on the style towards the end. Um, so my other winger alongside Saka is going to be Jared Bowen. What a year he's had. Oh, he was going to be my next choice, but yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, not not much more to say about it. To be honest, just, he's had a great great season as he's been dead consistent. West Ham, you could argue, have been patchy in the form. They've played way above the station at times, but they've also disappointed. At other times they've and and that I think that's reflected in certain players' performances. You think about I mean, Michael Antonio, you think about Pablo Fornals, suspect Ben Rama. Ben Rama, um, yeah, he's they, you know they, they, they've they, they've run hot and cold. Bowen has been consistently excellent for them, and he scored goals from when they needed him. I, and I rate him Agreed. a lot. He's a great player. It's funny though, isn't it? You think about Hull, and you know you think about some players that have come from there. I mean, I know Maguire's had a terrible season, but yeah, you know he's he's come from there. Robertson as well. Andy Robertson, and Bowen. yeah. Yeah, Bowen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, I'm gonna go Wilf Zaha on my left yeah, wing. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Gets doesn't get anywhere near the credit he deserves, does he? I don't think. And, and I understand why because he um he divides opinion and he he's petulant and throws himself around a lot. But yeah. he gets kicked all over the park and when he turns it on, he's mercurial. I, I think um I, th- I think there was a game sort of quite middle in around the season where. He did something amazing and put on in top corner and then scuffed his penalty wide. And yeah. it, you know, that just summed his career up in a nutshell, where he's yeah. absolutely superb one minute and then ridiculous the next. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But a great player. And and older, you know, he is he's coming towards not the end of his career now, but he's he's not young. He's not a young man anymore. You know what I mean? He's no. found his niche and he'll stay at Palace forever, I think. And they love yeah. him. Yeah. Well he tried, didn't he? He yeah. tried. Apparently he was shagging David Moyes' daughter, and that's why he <laughs> yeah. never got in the team. So yeah, never quite. But then you know the, the same thing could be said about James Ward-Prowse. You know, if he leaves, is he what going happens? too far out of his comfort zone? And you know, what happens if it doesn't work? Yeah, I think it's different. I think Zaha. I feel bad for Wilf Zaha uh, in the same way I feel, and this is probably you know I don't want to go off on too Why is Antonio Conte's daughter not pretty? <laughs> She's not fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, I um no, I think. The thing for me with Zaha, and, it, and, and I feel the same way, without trying to go off on too much of a Man United tangent, that I feel the same way about Shinji Kagawa, and I feel the same way about Robin Van Persie, in that they were sold a dream of working under Sir Alex Ferguson, all at different stages in the career. Three of them, you know, you had a, you had, you had an absolute bit of a kid who was yep. nothing but talent. You had someone who'd done it in Germany, and had oodles about him, but just needed the right manager and to be eased into the English game. And you had someone coming towards the later years in his career, but was unparalleled in terms of what he could offer in terms of goals. And they were all sold this project of the next five, three, four years under Sir Alex Ferguson and how their careers could kick on. And 12 months later, Fergie left. And they were, and they were given David Moyes. And I'm not even joking when I say that. I think Zaha in particular, you know, Van Persie isn't going to, you know, those last two years at United for Van Persie, that's not going to go down as a failure. You know what I mean? He came no, to win a league title and he won a league win title. the title, yeah, and he did. And that's Absolutely. what he did. And we bought the title for 20 million quid and it was the best 20 million quid we'll ever spend. He was incredible. And he scored goals on the Moyes, to be fair. Um, but, and Van Gaal. Did he stay for Van Gaal season? Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, uh, Kagawa, yeah, it didn't work for him. It's a shame. It's, it is a shame because he looked like he had something about him. Zaha in particular, I feel really bad for him because I feel like if he'd have been five years older and had come to United five years earlier, I think Fer- Fergie would have made him a player. 
Mm. I think Fergie would have made him an absolute player. Um, but there you go. Anyway, um, so that's Zaha. Speaking of people who Fergie made a player, uh, you know who my striker's going to be. And you can't have a Premier League 11. The fact that we had the main one without him in it is a travesty in itself. Um, correct, a correct travesty, but a real shame. Um, Cristiano. Yeah. He, he was going to be my choice. Um, you know, even on a bad season, he still scored Thank a you. lot of goals. Yeah. 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 And he's Great. an old man. He is an old let's man. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. And all, all these people saying that he's the problem and United are worse for him. Top goal scorer. We'd, we'd, probably, we'd have been bottom half the table without him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay, that doesn't leave me. There's quite a few players that that have had good seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've not mentioned Norwich at all, but you know, Pookie, he's still a, a one-man team, even though he he didn't look like he did a lot great deal, but he still got ten goals. Yep. Um, Ivan Tony, mm-hmm. early doors, he was uh, you know targeted as this budget buy for fantasy football, and he didn't do anything for the first uh, sort of you know ten games. But now he's the best penalty taker on the planet, and yep. you know he, he finished really strong. Emmanuel Dennis again, yeah. you know he scored some goals in a really really poor team. Yep. Um, Jamie Vardy, evergreen Jamie Vardy. He would have been him, but he's had too many too much time on the sidelines uh, injured. Um, for me, it's a toss up between the two Aston Villa strikers, and I'm going to go Watkins because he's been more consistent. But Danny Ings is a He's an absolute baller. Uh, he just needs to stay fit. But yeah, I'm going to go Watkins. Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Just to challenge your thinking a little bit. And I think it's probably challenging everyone's thinking because I don't think anybody will have considered what I'm about to say. And so I'm, I don't mean it in a patronising way. I just genuinely want to know your thoughts on it. Think about what Watkins. Watkins is the one you've put in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about what what he's achieved, what goal, the number of goals he's scored, where he's gone hot, how he's contributed to him, what he's done for Villa. Why is he in that team ahead of Richarlison? Because Richarlison's a cunt. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> but he's dragged Everton to safety. Like him or not, and I don't like him either, he's the only one that was scoring goals for him. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I just, I, I, I and I think he's he was a talisman for Everton. Why, why did you not pick him? Because Cristiano Ronaldo's much <laughs> better than him. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't pick him. Well, I'm getting some feedback from your microphone, uh, from your headphones. That's going to go Thanks. well. Going well um, Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I can't, I can't pick him. Okay, he's, that's fine. No, I just, I was, I, was, I just, I was playing devil's advocate. That's all it was. Uh, I stand by my first day. <laughs> okay. How do the stats compare? Have we? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even looked. So 30 matches, 10 goals, 5 assists, 9 yellow cards for, for Richarlison. What the travesty there is, though, he's not got a red card. Um, Watkins played 35, 11 goals, 2 assists. So, yeah, Watkins has played more, scored more, assisted less. Uh, better race goal, better, better minutes per goal ratio for Richarlison. Yeah. Watkins gets more shots off. Yeah, Watkins is smiling. And and and, and, and never smiled in his life. which I think yeah. always makes your, your stats look a bit better than they're meant to, don't they? No, okay, yeah, no, Watkins' stats are better, mate. I'll give you that. 
Watkins. And he's not as much of a cunt as. And he's not as much of a cunt as Richards. All right, there we go. Right, so uh, let's quickly. We we we. I think we're about to wrap up this week's episode. I think we are. One thing I do want to just quickly mention though is that um you know with we've got to start championship corner somewhere. No better place to start it than uh, than Burnley's uh, impending new manager announcement, which I'm led to believe is Vincent Company. Um, Vincent Company. Did you see that picture of Phil Foden's kid who looks exactly like Vincent Company? What was <laughs> yeah. that about? That's so why he's coming back to the closet to his kid. Oh, yeah. ah, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that's weird, isn't it? Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, I, think it, I think it's a very, very different style of football. Um, I think it'll be, it's, a, it's a risk because he's... How's he done at Anderlecht? Um, he finished third and fourth. Is that good for Anderlecht? No. They were a little bit unstable. So right, he okay. Them and he's, he started to get them playing and yeah. uh, he's got them back into Europe. So, yeah, yeah um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what, what he brings. Um, yeah, I, I think there'll be a little bit of budget. So, there's so many stories flying around about the, this loan and, and the money there. You know, we're going to lose Port, we're going to lose Corner, potentially McNeil, potentially Vegoist. Still on paper, there's still 11 players that that win the championship in my my eyes there. Yeah. That, that stay up in the Premier League under a normal in a normal season. Mm. Um. So yeah, I, I'm still pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll follow it closely as the season goes on, as we're all oh, we've we all got no become, option. We all become Burnley fans in the Championship next year, for JP's sake. That's it. Uh, wonderful. Roar them to to the Championship title. Wonderful. Well, I think that's us done. We've wrapped it up. We've taken a little bit longer than we usually do. If that's about an hour in it, we'll be about just over an yeah, hour. Yeah, there about. Um, Mark Crawford will be happy uh, if he's forgiven us for slating him for his terrible Premier League eleven last year. Three left backs that he put into his defence. Uh, well, so did Still I. Still not forgiven. So. Um, yeah. it's, just, it's just how hard it was. I don't like. That's what she said. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, if people want to give us a follow, JP, where can they find us? Uh, Instagram is the best place to do that, and it's Football Pundit Imposters. Wonderful. We are, of course, on Twitter and Facebook as well, but we don't really go on there. So, yeah. you want to have a chat? We probably need to do something. There. I think we're going to start TikTok, aren't we, at some point? Yes, we are. We're going to get we'll down with the cool kids. Two old men on TikTok. Um, I'm already laughed at for running TikTok, so let's get laughed at for football TikTok as well. Um, the only problem is that the thing with TikTok is all the videos are a minute long, and it takes us 20 minutes to make a point. So <laughs> I don't know. So give me a second, give me a second, and I'll get there when I get there. Let's get the stats um, on that. I, I think you know I was pretty pretty cutting about Richarlison. That was like a two second clip. Let, that we yeah. Could... We'll just get, get banned straight off TikTok. Let's get the stats out. Um, but yeah, we're going to try that uh, just to try and get a bit more engagement. A few more people are paying attention. If you do like this, if you do follow us and listen to us, tell, tell a, a friend. friend, tell yeah. a pal, um, and we can that'll double our numbers if three of you do that. So um, that's it. That's it. Where can people find you, JP? Uh, I'm at JP Runs Free. What about you, Matt? I am at Little Runway Rob on Instagram, so please do give us both a follow. Come and say hi. We'd love to talk to you. We're going to be doing these as much as we can through the summer, JP. Yeah, I reckon we're going to come up with a few novel ideas and mm. just chat on random subjects. So if there's anything that you want us to um, dissect and pick apart, then please drop us a message and we'll, we'll happily talk about it. As long as it's not Spurs, Nick, we don't want to do that. Yeah, no, that's all. I, I've complimented Spurs far too often this season. Too much, yeah. Throwing up in my mouth every time. Uh, right, unless, then, so... unless we're tracking Brandon Austin's career, we're going to do that from now. Nobody is tracking Brandon Austin's career. <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a bricklayer within four years, I promise you. Um, right, okay, cool. That's it for us. We will see you on the flip flop, guys. Have a great week. Uh, hopefully, you'll be all right with no football, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.
Thank you.